Hi, welcome to the 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th TV series edition. I'm Vicki. And I'm Kim. And now for the episode credits for Friday the 13th, the series, season two, episode one, Doorway to Hell. Series created by Frank Mancuso Jr. and Larry B. Williams, written by Jim Henshaw, directed by William Fruitt, original air date September 26th, 1988. So we're back with Friday the 13th, the series, season two, episode one. Doorway to Hell. The cursed antique from Friday the 13th wiki is a mirror that acts as a portal to the realm of darkness. Though magical, it's technically not one of the cursed antiques. We did have a mirror artifact in Warehouse, if you remember. It was Lewis Carroll's looking glass Mm -hmm. that, that held the essence of Alice Liddell, who escaped and swapped places with Micah in the casino episode, and then I believe it was Vanessa and Artie, and I think maybe Claudia, I can't remember, in another episode. Yeah. But that was really the only warehouse connection I could come up with. But I was thinking, again, when I was editing the last episode, we were talking about whether Uncle Lewis told some of the antique purchasers about the curses, and mm-hmm. we kind of decided that he must have because a regular person would never be able to figure out how they work. Right. But... I'm also thinking that there's probably some kind of sort of underground, I don't know if that's the word I want, not black market either, some kind of underground situation where people are aware of where to get items like this. Could be. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I don't know what to call it. Well, that was the same thing like a Warehouse 13. Was it China or something? They were looking for a particular piece? Right. Yeah, like, but I don't know what you call it. You know, like when uh, people want something illegal and there's always people who know where to get it, like a surgeon who does plastic surgery on criminals. You know, you could tell I watch way too much TV. Or some kind of group, like these people would be interested in the occult, I would imagine. So they would know where to send a person who wanted something cursed or wanted something to help them become rich or help them find treasure, you know. So I don't know why that didn't occur to me when we started this series, but it didn't. You know what I'm talking about. I know I'm not explaining it well. So another thing that occurred to me, which didn't occur to me at the time, and I don't know why it didn't. In the episode with the pipe, when Ryan introduced Mickey as Aunt Catherine's daughter, because we said we still don't understand how she's related by marriage. I should have understood how she was related by marriage, because that's how I was introduced all my life. Aunt Catherine must have married into the family already having a daughter. So Aunt Catherine married, I would imagine, Ryan's father's brother, but... Mickey was her daughter from a previous marriage. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, so they're not related by blood. Now, my mother married my stepfather when I was five, and Skip was four. And even though we were forced to treat his side of the family as real aunts, uncles, and cousins, they never passed up the opportunity to introduce us, let's pretend my mother's name is Mary, as Mary's daughter and Mary's son, just so we knew our place. Oh, yes. My brother's father, when he came in the picture, he said, this is my daughter. Oh, yeah. And I called his sisters and brothers, aunts and uncles. Oh, so did we. Me, this is my, my niece. Yep. That, no, that didn't happen. We had to call everybody aunts and uncles. We had to call my stepfather, dad. Like I said, they were married when I was five. I'm 62 now. He passed, mm-hmm. what, maybe 10 years ago. I don't even remember. But they were married up until he passed, obviously. But we were never introduced as this is my niece. It was always, this is Mary's daughter. They never passed up the opportunity to introduce Skip and I as Mary's son and daughter. So I should have gotten that the minute he said Aunt Catherine's daughter. And for some reason I didn't. I think I was distracted because the episode was about a bad parent. So I was distracted by the bad parent part of it. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> and that didn't click. But this episode did remind me of a Haven episode. And I know you don't watch Haven and you should. People in Haven have troubles. So this one man's trouble turned him into the house that he lived in. And everyone got trapped in the house and there were mirrors all over the walls. And if I remember correctly, the mirrors were how this man could see what was going on in the house. Oh, okay. Kind of reminded me of the same thing. So did you like this? Yeah, it was okay. I mean, it was okay. It, I was expecting more. Yeah. I was expecting a lot more, especially when you say in the, um, what was it, the gateway or the doorway to hell? Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it, I was disappointed in it, number one. And number two, you'll see as I'm going through my notes. Number one, everything was in the dark, and that always drives me crazy. Number two, <laughs> I couldn't understand half of what they were saying. The audio was really bad on this one, for me anyway. Yeah. And a lot of it I couldn't make out. So a lot of this is a guess, and I'll tell you when I'm guessing, because maybe you picked mm-hmm. up on what they said, but I had a hard time with this one. So we get it previously on at the beginning from Bottle of Dreams. So it's pretty apparent that Uncle Lewis would be back right from the beginning. And I'm also kind of tired of him. Yeah. He's just creepy. Yeah, he's creepy, but he really doesn't do anything when he comes back. He laughs. He recites long-ass spells. And that's all he does. We see him. He laughs. And he just recites spells, pretty much. That's it. And I'm kind of getting tired of him. (laughs) (laughs) Not long ago, while returning a mysterious Egyptian urn to the safety of the vault, Mickey and Ryan inhaled its fatal fumes and entered a realm of dreams in which they would surely die. Uncle Lewis had somehow returned from hell to retake his lost territory. With the help of my friend Rashid, I entered. Despite the temptations and apparitions Lewis placed in my path, I was able to rescue Since then, something has changed. Lewis seems closer now. We can all feel it. Perhaps he's no longer imprisoned for eternity, but once again, a very active servant of Satan. They don't make him all that interesting when he comes back. (laughs) You know, and I know we said in the last episode we thought he'd be back eventually, but I didn't think it would be in the very next episode. Yeah. So Jack hears noises in the store, and Uncle Lewis appears in a mirror. And then we move to a gas station where Eddie is an employee. One of his old partners in crime comes in, And Eddie wants nothing to do with him. But he goes in with a shotgun and tries to rob the owner. Eddie gets the safe open and tells him to leave. I think his name was Buddy. I never really could hear what he said. Was that his name? I think so, Buddy. I think so. Okay. So Buddy shoots the owner. And Eddie, not wanting to be left with a body in an empty safe, goes with Buddy. I mean, he didn't want to, but I guess he felt like he didn't have much of a choice. So back at the store, Jack and Ryan are trying to find the now cracked mirror in the manifest. But Mickey comes down and says she found the mirror in Lewis's room when they took over the store and moved it downstairs. I found this in his room upstairs. I moved it down here when we restocked the store. This was one of Lewis's possessions. That's why I could see him in it. Lewis practiced the occult. Mirrors that have reflected occult ceremonies become windows into the realms of darkness. It's a dimension between here and hell. Jack says that because Lewis was practiced in the occult, the mirror is probably a window into a realm of darkness. I don't know why that's funny, but... (laughs) I think I was just having such a hard time hearing it that I was just getting wacky trying to watch So Jack begins to leave to find Rashid, but Ryan finds a deed to a house under the broken glass of the mirror. Mickey and Ryan want to go to the house, but Jack says something doesn't feel right. He leaves to find Rashid, leaving Mickey and Ryan on their own, which is never a good thing, especially when they get into their heads that they want to do something. I mean, seriously, doesn't he get it? He doesn't know by now that they're just going to go off and do what he told them not to do. Right. So Buddy and Eddie show up at the house, which I think we immediately know is the same house that 
Mickey and Ryan are going to. Mm-hmm. Because what else would it be? Buddy's been using it as a hideout. While Buddy's showing Eddie around, Uncle Louis shows up in a mirror. They don't see him, but that made it clear that it's Uncle Louis's house. Back at the store, Mickey and Ryan see Uncle Louis in the mirror, and they determine that he's looking for something in the house. So Mickey and Ryan believe that they were right and should have gone to the house in case there's something there. But I think we know at this point, Louis is trying to lure him there. Right. So Mickey and Ryan decide not to wait for Jack, and they go to the house. Meanwhile, Eddie hears the laugh, and he wants to leave with one half of his face. Which <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. I understand. I wouldn't have cleaned the rest of my face. I would have been like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But Buddy talks him into staying by telling him that the cops were going to be looking for him. And especially, he'd kind of stick out with one half of his face full of shaving cream. Mickey and Ryan arrive at the house, and Buddy sees them looking around outside. He gives Eddie a gun, and they go to see what's going on. Meanwhile, the door opens for Mickey and Ryan, and seriously, seriously, really, they should have known better than to go in. Right. I mean, come on. A door opens by itself in a place where Jack told you not to go, where you know Uncle Lewis is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it went in. Yeah. <laughs> So, of course, Ryan makes a lot of noise, so he has Buddy following him, and Eddie grabs Mickey in the kitchen, but she's able to get away and goes running to find Ryan. Eddie just can't seem to finish shaving his face. (laughs) He still has. It looks like he tried to take one more swipe, and he still has shaving cream. (laughs) So he's running around with half a face full of shaving cream this whole time in the house. Ryan's already been captured by Buddy, and Mickey runs right into the room, of course. Both of them end up tied up. Buddy sends Eddie away to finish shaving, which... (laughs) (laughs) You know, at this point, just wipe it off your face. Give it up. (laughs) And Buddy stays with Mickey and Ryan. He wants to know why they're there. So now Eddie sees Uncle Lewis in the mirror, and when he gets closer, Uncle Lewis grabs him. Now, if Lewis can get his arm out of the mirror to strangle someone and grab him, why can't he get his whole self out of the mirror? I think he needs a portal, so he can't get the self wall out. Because he would have done it a long time ago. That's what I'm saying. He needed a body. That's why he wanted Ryan and them to go. I right. think he was going to use one of them instead. Well, no, at the end, there's an explanation at the end. But oh, okay. At this point, it. yeah, we didn't know what the heck he was doing, but I was just wondering why he could pull his arm out of the mirror and grab somebody from the outside and he couldn't get his whole self out of the mirror you know but yeah you're right he does need a body so when he's getting pulled into the mirror he yells for buddy and gets dragged into the mirror into the realm of darkness i imagine yeah but buddy doesn't even move they're tied up (laughs) i know this this, these are the most ridiculous criminals ever they're tied up with stupid boy knees (laughs) and he's standing there saying what's going on Yeah, let me stop getting dragged into this mirror so I can explain to you what's going on. But when you say about the mirror, remember, Alice in Wonderland, the looking glass, she had to get close enough because Micah got switched in. She had to get close enough to grab it. She can't come out the mirror right. unless she grabs her body. Right. So it's the same scenario. Right. Micah got switched in because something reflected off the disco ball. So she wasn't. Oh, right. she didn't yes. grab her. But yes, you're right. right. One has to go in for another to come out. Come out, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So something happens to Eddie. Later on, we figure out that Uncle Lewis took his body. But at the time, he's got really bad demon makeup on or something but then it's gone right yeah then he looks normal so the whole thing was weird they right. could have kept the makeup off honestly just, just turn your eyes red right and just take the makeup off yeah what was the point of that because he didn't have it on when he started walking around the house yeah Thank you. so jack and rasheed they're casting a spell through a shard of glass from the mirror at the store so again, I had a really hard time hearing what anyone was saying but it looked like jack and rasheed I think they were looking into the 
realm of darkness and they could see Eddie. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Is that what you saw? All right. Yes. So then it also sounded like they were questioning whether Lewis would have that much power. It sounded that like that's what they were talking about. I didn't get everything. Yeah. And then we see Eddie change into something weird. I guess a, a demon, like we said. Meanwhile, Jack and Rashid are now seeing Mickey and Ryan tied up in the house. So it's obvious he's showing them the things Jack needs to see to get him there. Right. I mean, it's obvious to me. It's obvious to you. Apparently, it wasn't obvious to Jack yet. So Buddy stays with Ryan and sends Mickey downstairs to find out what's happening. I mean, wouldn't you make sure they were tied up well and go downstairs yourself to see what's happening? Yeah. Instead of sending one of your prisoners down untied to run around and find a weapon or something? Yeah. Yeah. These are the dumbest uh, criminals ever. But Eddie comes in before Mickey leaves the room. The house is shaking. Ryan tells Mickey to run. And Eddie's shooting sparks from his hands. (laughs) And Buddy. (laughs) So Jack yells for Ryan to get out, and Ryan hears him, which is a good thing. Eddie forces Buddy to shoot himself with the rifle. While this is going on, Ryan gets himself untied and runs out of the room. But all of the doors to the outside lock, and they're trapped in the house that's falling apart around them. So it looks as if Uncle Lewis was in Eddie's body. That's what we determined. Mm-hmm. Because the first time around, I wasn't sure what was happening. Because he changed into that demon. I wasn't exactly sure. I thought Uncle Lewis sent a demon out to kill them or something at first. Mm-hmm. But then we see Eddie fall against the mirror and then fall to the floor. And Lewis walking away from the inside of the mirror. So apparently when Eddie falls into the mirror, Lewis gets knocked out, I guess. And he's back in the mirror. And Eddie's Eddie again. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, the Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Eureka. You can listen at EurekaRewatch.com on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Lewis tells Jack that he needs Mickey and Ryan for his task. Jack wants to go to the house. Rashid wants to find out more about what they're dealing with. Jack talks Rashid into going to the house and figuring it all out on the way. And they take the mirror shard with them. So Eddie catches Ryan and Mickey trying to get out. He believes they killed Buddy. They wrestle him for the gun. I think he shoots out the mirror. Ryan throws Eddie into the broken mirror. Again. And he goes down. (laughs) So Uncle Lewis goes into Eddie's body through a piece of the mirror that's laying next to it as Mickey and Ryan run away. They barricade themselves in a room with no mirrors, and they try to figure out what Lewis is looking for. So Jack and Rashid get to the house. Rashid makes Jack stay in the car so Lewis doesn't see that he's there. But don't they have the shard of mirror? But it's not even there. You know he's there all the time by saying, really? (laughs) He's on his property. He knows he's there. Right, but they have the mirror. Even if it, he doesn't see him on his property, they have the mirror with him. Uncle Lewis can see through the mirror. 
Right, but you could sense it. I'm pretty sure he could sense who's in the house. Sure, of course. <laughs> All I just was like, really? That's what you're saying? Look yeah. at Lewis already knows he's there. It's like they're dealing with a real person. Stay in the car so he doesn't see you. Well, of course. Yeah. Oh, come on, of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> no windows. We can't even look out a window. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Rashid starts some kind of spell but gets blown over by Lewis, who's still in Eddie's body. Mickey figures out that it's the one-year anniversary of Lewis's death, and they figure that must mean something. So Lewis begins a spell, which makes the house shake again. Jack and Rashid watch through the mirror. Rashid believes that Lewis has somehow opened the doorway to hell. The door opens in the room Ryan and Mickey are in, and all they can see is light. But having nowhere else to go, they jump and end up in some creepy place. I imagine the same place Eddie ended up in when Lewis first pulled him through the mirror. Mm -hmm. So while they're being attacked by creepy hands coming up from the ground, Eddie talks to Jack through the mirror. And I don't know what he said. I have no idea what he said, but he laughed some more. (laughs) Do you know what he said? (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't know what it was up with the audio. It was just so hard. Was it just me or could you hear what was going on? It was kind of weird, but, you know, those more or less looking at his expressions and actions. Yeah, because at first I kept rewinding it to try and hear it, but then I wasn't getting anywhere. So I was like, well, forget mm. it. I'm just kind of guess. So once he left their view in the mirror, Jack calls to Mickey and Ryan and they hear him. Mickey tries to tell Jack about the date, but Eddie makes them disappear and Jack doesn't get the whole message. Well, she didn't really give him the whole message. She just said, look at the date. I mean, I think she mm. could have said something different than that. But... Yeah. So Mickey and Ryan are out of the arm hell and back to the house. Ryan attacks Eddie, and Eddie eggs him on so he can send his soul to hell. But later on, we figure out he eggs him on. It's kind of like a reverse psychology because he really wants him to stop because he needs them to be pure for his plan later on. So Mickey stops him. Mickey thinks there's something Lewis doesn't want them to know and that he's going to have to leave Eddie's body. And I couldn't understand again what they were saying. I don't know why she thinks he has to leave Eddie's body. Couldn't hear what she was saying. But she does think he's looking for Jack. So Jack and Rashid can't see inside anymore. And Jack wants to ram the house with his car. I think, wasn't it a brick house or no? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's a hollow stone. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't work anyway. But Rashid worries that they'll let out all of this power into the world. He also tells Jack that this is what Lewis wants. So Rashid says that since the day Lewis died, he's been trying to come back to the world. Jack realizes what Mickey meant by check the date. And then they head back to the store. He reads something out of a book that Lewis can purchase life from the evil one on the first anniversary of his death. But he needs to bring three uncorrupted souls to the other side. So that would be Mickey, Jack, and Ryan. Mm -hmm. Since the day he died, Lewis has been trying to regain his power to re-enter the world of the living. Since the day he died, yes, of course... You just listen to this. From midnight on the first death date and rising of the sun, those who have been drawn to hell may purchase freedom from the evil one. Eternal life is granted he who serves the devil right and, and draws three uncorrupted souls into the endless light. Yes, yes, three souls. Rashid thinks that as long as he doesn't have Jack, that nothing can happen, but Lewis shows up in the mirror and tells them that he'll kill Mickey and Ryan either way. And then he shatters the mirror in the store. Well, technically, though, he did have three. Yeah, I thought of that, too. Eddie wasn't uncorrupted. He was already a criminal. I mean, he was trying to rehabilitate himself, but still... Yeah, you're right. Back at the house, Mickey and Ryan are still wandering around, and Mickey gets grabbed by Eddie. Again. Ryan pushes Eddie away into the mirror. Again. 
The mirror grabs Eddie. Again? They should have just rerun the scenes from the first time all this happened. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Mickey and Ryan tried to pull him back, but can't. Lewis tells Ryan, who is ready to smash the mirror, that if he breaks it, Eddie will be trapped there forever. So Jack and Rashid try to figure out why Lewis, with all of his powers, hasn't tried to take Jack from the store. They think that he might not have powers outside of the house. So Jack wants to go into the house through the mirror. Rashid tries to talk him out of it. Again? Rashid wants to use the mirror he's been trying to put back together at the store, but Jack insists on going to the house because any mirror will work. He leaves Rashid at the store to work on things from there. They have to try to close the door to hell. Back at the house, the door opens for Jack, and Rashid is putting the mirror back together at the store. Jack finds Mickey and Ryan and tells them he needs to close the door. They tell him he has to look for the light when he goes through the mirror. So Jack tells them to start breaking the mirrors in the house once he goes into the mirror that took Eddie to distract Lewis. Jack gets inside the mirror with his arty bag of tricks, and Mickey and Ryan start breaking mirrors. And this time he actually bought a bag. He didn't just come up with something out of the clear blue sky. Jack makes his way to Lewis, who's calling the master, but the breaking of the mirrors interrupts his spell. And at the same time, Rashid almost finishes the mirror and begins chanting, except for the piece that Jack has. Jack falls in a pit, but is able to climb out. That was a whole wasted scene. There was no reason for that. He fell in. Rashid said, come on, Jack. And he <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Eddie, as Lewis, comes out of the mirror and the house shakes. Again? He's trying to stop Mickey and Ryan. Meanwhile, Jack finds the light and goes in. He's able to get the door closed and calls to Rashid with the shard of glass that he has with them. Mickey and Ryan grab Eddie, and because Lewis's power is draining, he's forced out of Eddie's body. They make it out of the house, with Eddie leaving ghost Lewis at the front door. We see Jack trying to place the piece of mirror into the mirror at the store, and suddenly it's daylight, and Mickey and Ryan run back in to find Jack, but his escape mirror was broken, and he's not there. They go back to the shop, upset about losing Jack, but he comes down the stairs. Rashid got him out through the mirror in the store. So Rashid put the mirror in the vault, and as soon as Jack says that they've seen the last of Lewis, they hear a crash. As soon as he said that, I'm going, oh, you'll see him again. Oh, I'm so hoping we don't, because I am tired of him. Yeah, because the way they said it, and when the mirror broke, I'm like, really? You're, you're going to see him again. may not be no time too soon, but yeah. you're going to see him again. He has to try again. Maybe this one-year anniversary is the last time he can. Yeah, I'm going to come up on this, too. I'm hoping, because he's exhausting. He does the same thing in every episode. Mm-hmm. You know, it, there's never anything different. The only little bit of a different thing we saw was when he was with, and I kept calling her Debbie last episode when we were talking about how people know about the artifacts. Yeah. And I keep calling things artifacts, and I'm never going to get over that. But I kept calling Leslie Debbie. So the one with the baby cradle was the only one that was a little bit different. We've Mm -hmm. already seen him in the one where the demon and him were trying to cast a spell, and it was over at daylight on Halloween. You know, it was all the same thing. And I'm tired of seeing him. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you'll get a break for the next uh, 10 episodes. Oh, my God. I hope so. I mean, I'd like to see him come back Mm -hmm. and maybe do something different, not trying to escape from hell because it's going to be all the same thing. Him casting spells, him laughing. You know, I'm tired of that. Yeah. I don't have a problem with the character. It's just that he doesn't do anything except 
laughing and casting spells and talking in slow motion like a ghost. So, I don't know. This one was hard for me because everything's in the dark. I hate when everything's in the dark. Dark, yeah. And I had a hard time hearing what they were saying for some reason. It was just ridiculously funny. I'm just tired of the shaking stuff. I know, and they kept doing the same things over and over again. It was bothering mm-hmm. me. So, it bothers me. Yeah, let's let's do something different, you know? Mm-hmm. So did I miss anything you wanted to talk about? No, I think that was it. Mm-hmm. I guess if I didn't have to watch it twice to take notes, it wouldn't have been that bad. But the second time through was torture. Yeah, me. and they watch it once. You know, like I watch it once just so when I'm taking notes the second time, I'm, right. I'm not missing mm-hmm. stuff. But the second time was torture. You know, this is a one-time only watch. That's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, oh, God, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you don't have anything else. I don't have anything else. Yeah. So Kim and I will be back with episode two of season two, and I don't remember the name, but we'll see you soon. All right, see you soon. All right, bye. Bye. This is Doug, reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash 13th Warehouse, on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse, and on Instagram at Eureka underscore Warehouse. You can listen to The 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for The 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th, the series edition, Suspense Night, Provided by Anton Kornienko. Pixabay user 147-98912. Free for personal or commercial use. See you next time at the warehouse.